Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, Renee, girl. Hey, girl, hey. How are you today, Renee? Sunday, fun day. Yes. Just chilling. Yes. How about you? It's been good. Went to church, got me a good word. Um, actually visited ch- a church today here in Dallas um, with a friend who I used to know from Chicago. So we met in Chicago and she moved to Dallas like four years ago um, and we stayed connected. So when I got here, I'm on a church home tour, y'all. So I'm trying to find a new church. So I've been visiting a few and I connected with her and I was like, oh, I want to visit your church. So it was really great. Um, I got to meet a lot of people and actually met someone who lives in the same area as me. So we connected and we'll be getting together again. And um, I watched Power Girl. Have you watched Power yet, Renee? I did. Definitely I did. And wow, 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 and wow. I mean, we don't want to give spoilers, do we? Because. I hope y'all have watched it. <laughs> if you haven't, you need to. Because it's mind blowing. Girl. Yeah, it was. I mean, so I normally, if y'all remember last week, I had not watched it. So I was like, okay, I got to hurry up and watch it. But I went on Instagram this morning and I saw where Courtney Kemp, the director, had posted something like, no one is safe. Or she said something like, I told y'all, no one is safe. And I was like, okay, I feel like this is one of these episodes where I better watch it as soon as I get home from church because it's one of them that I could tell if I don't, there was going to be spoilers all across my timeline. So I had to hurry up and watch it. I'm going to give away one little spoiler. Okay, go ahead. We're warning y'all. Spoiler alert. Right. You better turn it down just for a quick second. <laughs> there, I won't give all of it away. I'll give part of it away. There will be a eulogy for somebody. Ooh, Lord. Who doing the funeral? Another one? I feel mm-hmm. like we just buried Raina. Mm-hmm. And another one. I feel like we over here, like, uh, what's his name? DJ Khaled. Funeral. And another one. <laughs> another one. Does this one deserve a funeral? <laughs> well, I think everybody does, regardless. You However, right. You right. I definitely had my predictions. Like, once I saw her post this morning, I was like, let me go watch it. But I said, somebody dies. And so I went through my people. And this person was not one of the people. I was thinking it was... I, I don't know. I'll just, like, say two of them were... Well, one was a woman, and then one was a child. So, <laughs> basically, I thought it was going to be one of those two. And I was, like, shocked at who it ended up being. But anyway, Catch Power, our favorite show, y'all. And then we got Insecure tonight. Mm. Hey, hey. What did you think about last week's episode of Insecure? Team Daniel. Oh, okay. Am I the only one who was like, ooh, rewind when he was beatboxing in Issa's ear? That was so sexy to me. Mm-hmm. So, so sexy it to me. It was very, very sexy. 
I think that was sexy, but what I loved most about this episode is, one, it was the first episode where they only focused on two characters. You know, they just focused on Issa and Daniel. We did not see Molly. Um, we, we, therefore, we did not see Dro. You know, outside of her coworkers, you know, we only saw Issa and Daniel. And I love that, because I feel like that was one of the first times that's happened. Yeah. And what I loved, too, was we got to see um, another part of Daniel and we got to see him be really vulnerable, you know, learning more about not only just his backstory, but obviously about his own insecurities. And, uh, cause I think people forget the show is named insecure for a reason. And I love how she always brings it back to that in case y'all forget. And I love that how she continues to tackle male insecurities as well. Yeah, it was good that they tackled that and to show that he's vulnerable too. Like he has issues just like everybody else does with yep. uh, being insecure. So it's not a female thing. It's not a male thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's an everybody thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even if you think about it too, when you watch um, her at work, when she's talking to uh, all of her coworkers that she voices her opinion, they're insecure in how they view her because yeah. she's always right. Yeah. So um, when she brings up those different points and tries to take things, you know, ha- help the business to grow and to get more schools to go into, they always pull back and have some excuses to why they can't do it or why she's now manning the phones and all the other things that are going on. That last episode, when they were talking about that little raggedy logo, and Joanne kept talking about, but it's my hand. It's a handout. It's my white hand, so it's different. And how old girl was like, honestly, whatever Issa's think is what we're going to go with. And I love how Issa, you know, she does her, like, you know, breakout where it's like saying what she would say. And she's like, oh, now y'all want to be woke when a girl bent an alarm clock. Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite because she like, oh, now y'all want to listen to me. Now it's whatever Issa thinks we should do. But I've been and tried to put y'all on. I tried to tell you. Yeah. So, uh, poor little Joanne, bless her heart. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm excited about tonight. Molly and all the rest of the people will be back. We get to see Molly navigating her new um, job and her black co-workers now that she's at a black-owned law firm. And, yeah, I'm excited to see what's next with Daniel and Issa. Um, And I still, they keep now trying to say rumors that Lawrence will pop back in at some point. I don't know. I think that he will probably pop back in. I just don't think that he's going to be a regular on the show like he was. Yeah, I'm hearing rumors from, like, things that, like, at some point, another guy does come into play, and it perhaps, you know, everyone is saying it's Lauren. So I'm like, of course it's going to be one of them, like, last episode shenanigans, I'm sure. <laughs> right, because you know what usually happens is most guys want that old thing back. Mm-hmm. But I think she's doing the right thing by, like what she said, is that you do have that period where you break up, where it truly is a clean break. And you do go months, sometimes maybe a year. So I think if he does come back, I think it's good that it will be more towards the end of the season. And we will have had months 
where they did not speak because all last season they were still interacting with each other one way or another even though they didn't get back together they were still kind of in and around each other's lives and it is good to see her totally doing her own thing without him Mm-hmm. yeah I, I like it yeah so let's get into this week so we're gonna do something a little bit different this week and we want to talk about kind of what beef we got you know just talking about some things that went down here in the last week and we want to banter about them and tell y'all who we beefing with so um i will start first up who i'm beefing with is the mtv vmas Mm -hmm. so as we said we knew somebody was going to throw together a Aretha Franklin tribute real quick. We didn't know one would be this soon. But on Monday of the past week, the VMAs came on. And there was all of this um, news. Was it that morning, Renee, where they were like, there was going to be a tribute or something? I think you told me there was going to be a tribute. Because that was the only reason why I t- tuned into the VMAs. Yeah, I was watching, I think it was like Extra or something like that that came on. And they were saying that there was going to be a tribute to Aretha Franklin. The guy was saying that he was he was at the location. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, MTV is putting something together. There should be a really great tribute. And then wah, wah. Girl. So y'all already know, we told y'all last week who needed to be at the tribute, who didn't need to be at the tribute. Well... We didn't see none of the people that we said should be there in the audience that night. So I was already skeptical. Then we get to the end of the night. And here come Madonna standing her butt up there. With all, first of all, what did she have on? In costume, looking like Erica Badu. She had all these jewels and braids and this caftan or something. Looking crazy. She gets a presents video of the year. There's a picture of Aretha Franklin behind her. So we're like, okay, this is the moment. Fail. Like Renee said, wah, wah, wah. Fail. I mean, seriously. Long story short, she basically talked about herself. And she worked in a little Aretha Franklin, telling some story about how she auditioned. She ended up singing, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Then they announced Camila Cabello with the whatever video of the year award like i don't know who that was and then like the show went off with them playing respect and i mean like i kind of felt some kind of way too after that tribute that this camilla girl she could have gave a shout out or said something too like to acknowledge the fake moment that had happened it was just so busy all up in madonna's booty at that point right about oh madonna i worship you and bowing down to her she wasn't even thinking about the whole aretha thing she was just in awe of madonna but even madonna got up there and said there would be no madonna without aretha so i would think the camilla girl even with that yeah it was just disrespectful on all kind of levels so and she sang the song respect so you better put some respect on her name okay or as al sharpton says it (laughs) r-e-s-p-i-c-t <laughs> oh y'all blessed him he done lost so much weight that i think he losing his brain cells y'all because al sharpton got on 
live TV misspelling respect. How you do that when Aretha basically tells you how to spell it? Right. <laughs> All you have to do is repeat what she said. Him and Birdman need to have <laughs> put some respect. That's what I said. Respect. Put some respect. <laughs> oh Lord, that that took me out. So put I'm some, beefing with. I'm beefing with MTV. Like, don't even try it. And I was surprised. I feel like we all would have... I would have been perfectly fine had the MTV VMAs not done anything. Because outside of, like, Michael Jackson, you know, which I think was uh, obvious because he had been honored there and et cetera, they don't really do the in-memory thing and things like that, right? I mean, I feel like some very prominent people, like, from Linkin Park and that... um, DJ guy Avicii, you know, died this year that are more in that MTV and they didn't even do anything with them, really. Um well, I mean, I get what you're saying. However, Aretha Franklin won the uh Rock and Roll Hall. She was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So MTV started out as rock. That's true. I mean, that come on now, MTV, give her some credit where credit is due. Yeah. She's the queen of soul i would have she i remember her i remember when i was little her videos would be played on mtv okay uh, riding on the freeway what what was the pink cadillac yeah Um, that song was always on mtv that video was and she had that popular song with george michael i knew you were waiting for me that was a crossover hit um no aretha did the dang thing you're right i think i'm just thinking more recently of what mtv and the vmas have become like you know um i would just rather them maybe have done some type of video montage and maybe had somebody do a song like y'all could keep it so but with that miss franklin will be laid to rest on this friday and they was listening to us because news has come out of the singer scheduled for her funeral we have stevie wonder we have Faith Hill. I approve of that one. We have Ronald Isley. I'm sure they were longtime friends. That would make sense. Shaka Khan. Fantasia, as we said, yes. Jennifer Hudson, as we said, yes. Yolanda Adams, as we said, yes. And the Clark sisters. We already named that one. And Shirley Caesar is going to be there too. So, I also heard Jennifer Holiday. So, I mean, that's a great lineup. It'll be interesting to see um, what all they will do, if they'll be singing together, you know, how much is going to be going on. That's a lot of people. And I feel like this will probably end up being like the Whitney funeral where it's televised, where it's a couple of hours long. And so, I need to find a way to set my DVR or something. And I'm going to need BET to start taking notes. I mean, what's the next awards? They got time. The BET awards aren't until June. Yeah, but they need to start taking notes now because they're going to need to do some type of tribute at some point. Yeah, I think the Grammys will probably be next. They're, they definitely got more than enough time and they definitely have to honor her at the Grammys because she definitely has a ton of Grammys on her belt. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's what it was. Maybe that's why two people wanted a little bit more from the VMAs is because 
there are no other war shows coming up soon, you know? So this was outside of the funeral going to be the only time that we perhaps would see, you know, people come together for a tribute. And they obviously either didn't care or didn't want to pull the connections to get, you know, people like the people we listed in or who knows, maybe they called up on some people and they were like, they don't want to do it because it was VMAs. I don't know, but... I'm beefing with MTV VMA, so carry on. Looking forward to um, the tribute and the funeral on Friday. So RIP to the Queen of Soul. Yes, rest in peace. Who you beefing with, Renee? So I'm beefing with this nail salon that's in New York called New Red Apple Nail Salon on North Stand in Brooklyn. And the reason why I'm beefing with them is because Tiana Smalls posted a video um, about a week or two ago of this nail salon beating this customer with a broom. Do you guys hear me? A broom. Mm. Because the woman didn't like how her daughter's eyebrows came out, so they refused to pay. It was like $5 or something like that. So you go and you treat somebody and hold them down. One person holding them down. The other person is beating them with the broom. I mean, this is really insane. And it was the girl. How can you do that? Right. It's my grandmother. It's my grandmother. Stop. They're like, we don't care. So I'm beefing with this place. But I got to say kudos to Tiana Smalls because even though, you know, in spite of what they did, she took action. She just wasn't talking about it and saying, oh my God, don't patronize this business anymore. She did something about it. She took it a step further. She got a group of people together and they went and boycotted the business. They shut them down days in a row. Uh, They were going to go and find their other location and go shut them down too. So not only did she do that, but she also listed some businesses of where you can go. So supporting black nail technicians in Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. So I thought that was very cool because it wasn't just something that she said, okay, this is a problem, but what is the solution to the problem? Right. She actually went out and did the solution. So kudos to her, but I'm beefing with this nail salon. Yeah. Now, see, I think they taking it too far because <laughs> you can't be beating on people. Did people come to defend the woman? Like, what happened? No, so it wasn't anyone who come to defend the woman because it, they were pushing, holding. It was too, it was more of them of the nail techs um, in the salon than it was the people. Wow. So whoever I don't know who was videoing. Somebody was videoing, and then somebody else was trying to help, but they kept holding her back. I think that was the one who was the granddaughter was saying, "That's my grandmother. That's my grandmother," and they were beating the grandmother. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, see, I don't know because I saw something similar where somebody, it was, gosh, I'm trying to remember, was it a, it was a nail salon too. And it was like something similar where she was refusing to pay or the woman had paid and they were saying like she didn't pay enough or something. People get crazy over that stuff. You know, I try not to like, have disputes at things like that but you never know I had something similar happen to me with my vehicle and it was becoming one of those things I had paid for something to be fixed I was told it was fixed 
told to come pick up my car. When I got there, they could not get my car to start. And now they were saying something else was wrong and it was going to be like four or $500. And I was like, nope, I just want to drive my car off. And they were like, well, no, something is broke. So, you know, and I was just like, well, you had to have broken my car. Like I started to believe they like broke something on purpose. Um, and I started beefing with them and I did not feel comfortable as a woman, you know, and I call the cops. So like with stuff like that, I started getting the cops involved because, um, they started lying to me about where the owner was. It was all of this drama and the cops came, diffused the situation and the, and they ended up refunding me my money, um, for the work that they had done. And the cops stayed with me until, I got a tow. I had to get a tow. My car would not start. They refused to do any more work on it, but they did agree to give me the money. And so it's just dangerous when you're dealing with, you know, business owners be sometimes going far. I mean, and I I get that you go far for your business because you should. However, that's going over the line. Of course. Assault. You don't steal money from somebody and take advantage of them. You have to find out what where you can draw the line. Maybe it's you calling, you know, as a business owner, you calling the police on that person. You don't have to take matters into your own hand. They're not assaulting you. Why are you assaulting them? Yeah. This disrespect, the disrespect, you know. So, I mean, I just, I just was like so outraged by this video and was like, I can't believe that this is happening. Like, why is this happening? Why do they feel that it's okay? And why do they feel it's okay to go back and open up their doors the next day? Mm. Because they'll they'll try to defend it by saying, like, you know, this person wasn't abiding by our policy or whatever. You know, I, for one, would not support any place like that. I wouldn't want to deal with that, you know, hostility. Um, so I hope the word gets around and that people stop patronizing them. Absolutely. And if you have not seen that video, please go to Tiana Small's page and check it out and check out some of the great things she's done because she has also continued to give other solutions um, to this as well, too. So not just listing out the businesses, but she's showing that she's going into some of the businesses that she's listed and promoting their business and saying, hey, they did a good job. Look at so-and-so, so-and-so. Look at my nails. Look at my toes. Yeah. I think that's an awesome idea, and I salute her for that. I believe in referrals for everything. Like, there are very few times where I just try a place based on just, like, GP, I say. I usually try to say, hey, where do you get your nails done? Even now that I've moved, you know, I've got my nails done once since I've been here. I went to where my sister has been going. She trusts them. She's been going to her nail technician for over 12 years now. When he moved to a new salon, she was right there with him. You know, with my hair, it's like I'm going to recommendations from, you know, my girlfriends first. So I, cause I want to know what kind of experiences are people currently having, if they're good or bad before I walk into something blindly and end up like that lady, you know, cause I definitely, which is why I go to a professional, um, salons now to get my brows done because I used to get my brows done in those nail shops and, I walked away from there many times looking crazy and I just got tired of it. And the last time that I dealt with like a nail salon plus waxing place all in one was when I got some lashes done and I swore my eyeballs were going to peel off (laughs) because 
she jacked me up so hard with those lashes um and i was just like i'm never going back to a place like this if i want lashes i'm going to a lash studio if i want waxing i'm gonna go to a place that specializes in wax yeah i did that happened to me too with my brows on my wedding day in fact it was a nail salon that i had been going to that i had been getting my nails done and when got my nails done let them do my brows they burned the skin off of under from under my brow. Ugh. They burned me. And I didn't even know it right then and there. I didn't even know it until the next day because um, I didn't they I guess they put some numbing agent or something on there. So I never I never felt it. So when I wow. got home and washed my face, that's when I was like, Oh my god, what is this burning sensation? <laughs> and that's when I saw this big gash under my eye and I was like I'm getting married tomorrow. So I was like, never again. And so I started tweezing my brows and that's when my brows are as thin as they are because I started doing stuff on my own because I was like, I can't go in. And this is before all the like brow places started opening and stuff. Um, So I was like, I'm just going to have to do them on my own. So I did. And that's the result that happened but thank god now i've got somebody that i go to that i trust and i got the microblading done yes yes that um has turned out very well for you Mm-hmm. they look good yeah I actually like I said I go to a professional waxing center um that's a franchise that's all across the nation and um this weekend I went to the Dallas location and I was very pleased you know I miss my Chicago girl but um I felt like I trusted her and the services and the way that they do business and um I was right that even in another city it was the same way so I had a great experience and um yeah I mean and I know sometimes ladies we want to do things on a budget you know but um sometimes especially when it comes to your personal care you know pay a premium go to someone you trust because clearly like in this situation your life could be at risk yes exactly okay so next up we both are beefing with the french open aren't we renee yes i mean seriously y'all is that what y'all are on y'all are banning serena from wearing cat suits at the french open what does that have to do with the game that's what i want to know now y'all already know i am in a polyamorous relationship with serena and alexis (laughs) o'hanahan so we are sister wives olympia is my bonus daughter so i'm not having it (laughs) (laughs) y'all know a couple episodes back i inserted myself into their marriage and so they need to let my sister wife wear her cat suit girl why they tripping oh my god they said the reason why they said this is because they feel like that it's not part of the dress code and they believe that sometimes they've gone too um she's gone too far and it's not going to be accepted anymore gone too far with what because it's showing off her body they jealous jealous don't be mad because can't nobody else coming up in that french open rock a cat suit like her that's what it is and it seems like everybody has stepped up in support of her and shout out to nike for just doing it and supporting her y'all see how i did that just doing it yes i see what you did there Uh (laughs) 
So shout out to them because what they did is they put a picture of her up in the cat suit because it is a Nike cat suit. Mm. And they say you can take the superhero out of her costume, but you can't take away her superpowers. Hashtag just do it. That's right. That's right. And I love that. The global brand like Nike stepping up and letting them know we will not have it. We fully support her. And I don't know, I feel like Serena, you know, it's been tough for her ever Mm -hmm. since she had the baby. Like, you know, a lot of just naysayers her way, you know, losses. And now this, it's just like, really? You just trying to like throw more salt in her womb, French Open? Let that woman play in that cat suit? They drug test her more than any other athlete. They have also said, and one of the things she said about this cat suit too, is that she said that the reason why she wore it is because it was right after her giving birth, Mm -hmm. um, her first time back. And so she wanted to empower women to know that they can still show their bodies, be strong and do their job. Yes. I'm empowering you to be who you want to be, do what you want to do, how you want to do it and still be a strong woman, even though you are a mother. That's because right. Being a mother is also being strong, but also having coming to work after you've given birth and coming back is also being just as strong. Exactly. I love it. And I think no matter what, I love she's so strong. Like she is the epitome of a strong woman, both from just the power that she has physically strong. And now we get to see. You know, we already knew, you know, the mental strength that she had because, like you said, she's always dealt with haters and naysayers. But I think you're right, seeing her as a mom now display like that strength, it's just so beautiful. And I love it that no matter what people try to do, she will not be knocked down because me and baby Olympia will go hard to fight for her. So (laughs) don't worry, when we go to the French Open, me and Olympia going to be in our cat suits in the stands. Okay. That's what we going to do. <laughs> Everybody. I, I just want to know how the Carters feel about this. Me and Bay are cousins. Like, we family, right? You know. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> okay. I know you stand for Bay, too. So I'm just oh, I, she Bay. my family. That is family right there. But, you know, I just love that little girl, Olympia, so much. Okay. Now, I know we didn't talk about this beef, but I want to bring this beef up. Okay. Well, we got more beef, more beef. Oh, my God. So, I am beefing with who I used to love so much, Nicki Minaj. Girl. Okay. I'm I'm going to pull an Aretha. Mm. Um, okay. You have to get back to me on that. <laughs> I ain't never been checking for her, so I will let you carry on. And I'm all about this one. So, yes, let's go. I used to check for her when she first came out. And they did this documentary on her on MTV. Mm. And I was like, I'm re- I really like Nikki now. Like, I like how hard she's worked, how she's come up, and the things that she's doing. And she's making a name for herself. I really liked her. Until recently... Mm. she's complaining she's whining and she's talking about all these reasons why um she's not doing really well with her record sales and i saw that and i sent that to my friend i said i feel like she is like always lately with the what had happened was (laughs) 
Like, okay, right. All right, y'all. So, okay, so I'm thinking this, or I'm going to have to push this back, or I'm going to have to, uh, what had happened was. Right. The read, I was listening to the read, and Crystal and Kid Fury were like, we need to put her on the sick and shut in list because something is not right. <laughs> yeah, she, something's going on. I don't know what that is, but. I got issues, situations, and circumstances going on with her right now, and I need for her to stop. And the pettiness that she pulled on stage at the MTV Awards. I mean, yeah, I don't know what kind of expectations, if any, I ever had of her, but her behavior does seem very odd. Um, And I'm like, girl, just, it's okay. Cardi is winning big right now. Like, but you are becoming unglued it seems like i feel like she's so busy trying to like be better trying to like take over just like do you and then like okay everything has a season right you know and i feel like any of these artists that have longevity you know think about the aretha franklin's of the world i was watching some this weekend um Oh, because I follow Queen Latifah on Instagram. And she's doing this big concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Like, you know, the Queen Latifah, she's still working. She ain't out here trying to updo every, you know, rapper that come out. So at a certain point, you just have to realize, Nicki Minaj, that, like, you can still have longevity in the rap game. But, like, she's so busy trying to, like, be on top, force this queen thing on us. You know, and I think with Cardi coming in, it is it is just like shaking her to the core. It shook everybody. But I just feel like she should have just came back and just been like all love about everything. But she's doing so much. And I think it's like she's steadily having to like go back behind and fix stuff. And they're saying that one of the reasons that she's pushing the tour back is because of sales. Yes. Ooh, they said those sales are a mess. Well, when you're petty like you're being petty, what do you expect? And I think she thought, like, that whole Instagram thing and being outrageous on the ground and saying crazy stuff, I think she feels that worked for Cardi B. But like we talked about on the episodes before, that's how Cardi started. So at the end of the day, she wasn't doing nothing different. She was doing what she always has been doing. And Nicki Minaj, like you said, I've I've never been a big fan, but I've never known her to be this outspoken on social media, like beefing with people out in the open, like saying all this crazy stuff as much as she's done now. Right. Cardi has always been that one since day one. Right. No shame in her game. She's always been honest and upfront and tell you how she feel, what she feel, and when she feel it, and where she feel it at. Nikki has not, however. She has been one to, in the beginning, in the very beginning, I heard an old interview recently that she did, and she talked about how she wants to empower other rappers and women, female rappers, and yeah. Power women and how there's room enough for everybody. That was what she was talking in the beginning. It wasn't until recently, like you said, that she started taking on this different persona and now it's coming to bite her in the butt. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not working, love. I think she's on her way to a Yana Fix My Life episode. <laughs> Girl. 
I'm gonna give her another two years or so because they the people say put her on the sick and shut in list because they think she may be pills and potions. <laughs> We're overdosing. If you I could, hope not. Her behavior is odd. It's very odd, but I just you know whatever it is that she's going through, I hope she gets through it and recovers um, back to where she was. Be blessed, Sister Minaj. Mm-hmm. Onika, is that her real name? Yes. <laughs> Beloved Onika, be well, sis. <laughs> we wish you the best. Okay, y'all. We're going to wrap this up. So you got to chime in on social media. Who are y'all beefing with this week? What happened this week that you were like, yeah, I, I'm not standing here for it? What hashtag trend that you jump on? Who did you come for on social media? And um, we want to know. So chime in on the conversation on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where you'll find us, Beauties Banter. As always, use the hashtag Beauties Banter. And if you've got any topic ideas, you can email us at beautiesandbanter at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.